Blog Talk Radio. We still the best. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end a one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't the way. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? Y'all know what it is. You are once again live in that War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. One of your hosts, I'm the Bull Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. Y'all know who my brothers are, man. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. We got the NBA Finals knotted up at two games apiece. We got Team USA struggling in exhibition play. We're going to talk about all of that and a whole lot more, so make sure you sit back. You relax, you get comfy, and you get whatever snacks and drinks you need because you're about to bust it up with us in the war room for a little while. Look, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all know what it is, man. This is the greatest man cave in sports. So, of course, y'all can get in on the conversation yourself if you sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, if you're in the war room sports game time group on the group me app, man, you could join us there. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is usual, 323-410-0012. What up, fam? Yo, B, man, how, how, how nephew do, um, a.k.a. top three of all time? How you doing this latest futsal tournament? That is futsal, right? I mean, they play indoors, right? That's the difference. That's indoors, uh, indoors, futsal is about futsal, 60% right. soccer. Forty percent basketball. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know what you're doing there. Um, so, the yeah. first two games, he was dynamic and amazing. I saw the last the game. They got smacked. Thir- they got smacked thirteen to nothing. I saw him in the highlight. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, for those who don't know, though, in football, the scores are a little bit higher because now you know they're indoors to be, to and a smaller, be, uh, smaller facility. But you got to get more than zero, though. What, what happened in them? Yeah, yeah. Where, where, it was in like Yo, Kansas City. No, no, it was. Uh, I'm sorry. It was. It, it was. It was thirteen to one. My bad. It was thirteen okay. to one. He's. Right. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. They they got they got one. <laughs> That's worse because they tried. Yo, first off, I just foot saw. Like, yo, like, F O O T S A W. Just like his foot saw. That's like F U T S A L, something like that. Something like that. Yo, I'm learning, man. You know, my boy, my boy, play. My boy, not top three of all time, though. He, like, Top three hundred thousand of all time. Yo, but, I've, know, yo, making his way I was today years old when I heard the term futsal. Like <laughs> I, I heard like futsal from like the movie when the boy used a saw to chop somebody's foot off. But like yo, Yeah. Now yo, where was this tournament? Um, like, because I, I, you know, this, I saw uh, y'all on your airplay. This, this tournament was in uh, Kansas City, and it was the U.S. Youth National Futsal Team uh, National Championships. 
he's yeah. a he's a member of a pretty uh, a pretty prestigious futsal organization here in the Atlanta area. Although thirteen to one is not prestigious, that's a prestigious ass I mean, whooping. Now, yeah, but, be, but, but that's when be, you know you're out there playing nationals. There's a lot of tournaments, yeah. basketball, soccer, baseball, that like mm-hmm. to call themselves national, like to call themselves World Series. But, it, you know, a lot of them is pay for play. But the real ones are, are the joints that you got to qualify to get into. You know yeah. I mean? Hold up. Yeah, yeah. They you got to – they went – uh, they no? qualified with, uh, <laughs> with the uh, regional – in the regional. Right. But then um, – uh, three or four of the players that qualified at regionals weren't able to make this trip. So they were a little, uh, they were a little light. And to be fair to them, the team that they lost to ended up winning it all. And across, and across six games, these little MFers put up like 50 goals. Yo. Yo, but for me, they never. That's always better for me. When my team loses, I'm like, the team that beat us better go on and win the damn thing. Like, oh you know, yeah, yo! They you, never, you a little bit they better. never, they Don't, never you know. won a game where the score was closer than seven points. They were winning yeah. like they yo. they beat a team nineteen to nothing. Yeah. So I, <laughs> so like along the yeah. same vein, like I'll be in Tom's River, New Jersey. Even though you know I hear that's a little beach town, and um about a week and a half, two weeks for the USA BL World Series. Now this is something that. You know, they had to qualify to get into. But, you know, it ain't nobody's World Series because ain't nobody going to be there outside of teams from the upper East Coast, Northwest, I mean, Northeast um, type teams, most likely. But, you know, people like to call their tournament stuff that they're really not. But um, shout out to, shout out to you know, top three of all time, man. Like I said, I saw the, the yeah, highlights he... of the first couple games. He was out there looking like Kenny yeah. Anderson with his feet. So um yeah yeah he, he that's that's his thing he got a he got a little handle uh with the with the soccer ball and the football so ball so now we're going a, to so he got a foot though yeah he got <laughs> a foot flow he got an he, he got, got a, a mean in and out and a crossover uh his crossover game is pretty pretty thorough we're headed to uh, Orlando next Yo. on the tour the top three the top three tour and down there he will have his regular team. And hopefully they will not take any thirteen to ones or twelve to zero L's. That that should be uh, significantly different. Right, and they well, get to uh, the go nephew, to Portugal man. if they win that. So shout out the nephew, man. Um, yeah, man. Top three of all time. If y'all don't believe it? Go watch the highlights. All right, man. So y'all know what it is, man. As usual, before we get started, we just want to remind you that during the week when we're not live on the air, that you can listen to archive episodes of our show or any other show that you love on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that by going to our website, warroomsports.com, or you can just look up your favorite show, including the War Room, on any of the major podcast listening platforms because we are on you know, pretty much most of them. Shout out to my neighbor, Ibrahim. I was watching the, the Euro final um, at his house the other day, and, you know, he was looking for our podcast. He went right on the Apple podcast, looked up the war room, and we were right there. Um, we're going to talk a little more about that Euro final and the backlash from that later in the show. But right now, we're going to get into these hot topics. Shout out to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. We're going to get into these hot topics, which are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, it's time to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. Tired of telling y'all, 
So if you still haven't checked them out, man, it's time to place a bet. Go lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports, whatever sport you want to lay down some bread on. Um, and you can join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing these bets at mybookie.ag. There's no excuses when you win. They give you your money. They give it to you fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. To activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. That's all there is to it. So, fellas, the NBA Finals are now knotted up at two games apiece after most people in the U.S. of A. You know, tried to hand Chris Paul his first ever NBA Finals, you know, forgetting. They definitely who did. Chris Paul is. Now, yeah, the pendulum, now the pendulum has swung to he's, he's damaging his legacy. All this right, in right, one game. Right. Like, I don't know how you damage your legacy by making the NBA Finals at, like, 36 years old. But, um, letting Chris, yeah, play, letting um, Chris I, play for you last night. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy said, they, you know, they tried to switch the twins last night. <laughs> he said... You know, Chris was busy, so Cliff had to stand in for him last night in the show. So what do y'all think about the, the final so far? I mean, both teams have held serve at home. As a matter of fact, the Milwaukee Bucks have only lost one game at home during this entire playoff run. Um, they're actually, you know, they're going to have to be, since they don't have the home court advantage, you know, they're going to have to at least get one in Phoenix and then hold serve um, in their home court Yo, to, to, to win this team. What, what are y'all thoughts, man? Because we hear a lot of stuff from game to game on, with all the hot hot take people, you know. Giannis is this, and then Giannis scores 40, like, two games in a row, and then Middleton scores 40, Booker scores 40 in the loss. Yo, like, this is an exciting final. Yo, I can't, don't I can't like understand. I can't understand this dude, Chris Middleton, though. Can y'all, can y'all explain, like, what, what, what do he be doing, man? Like, like why you he know he's gonna only score seven. You know he's gonna only he's gonna only score seven points next game. Only <laughs> seven. I I yeah that that's what that's what you and um and, and Tobias always yeah, tell me. And that, but he cooking. Yeah, like, what are y'all talking I don't about, I don't bro? think he's no that's I, my man. No no he can cook. Think, he can cook. I don't think he's the level of superstar where he's gonna give you thirty every single time out. But I definitely think. The level of inconsistency, I think y'all exaggerate that just a little bit. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's not, do. though. I'm not saying he's not inconsistent. I just don't think he's wildly inconsistent. And that's what, what no, y'all say not, with he's Lennon. He's not wildly inconsistent at all. Because he, and he will put up a 16-18 spot next game after after. Yeah, but the, thing is, but the thing is, if you watch him but play, he, whether he's he does putting it up when, 40, when you if he's putting up 40 or he's putting up 16, he's playing within the flow of the game, which is what makes him a deadly right. player. Like, He's never forcing it. Like, right. he's going to play within the flow of the game. And he always comes up in the biggest moments because Giannis, when Giannis is getting so much attention because it's, it's that cl- that's when he steps up. Like, he does what he's – he plays the Robin role better than anyone. Now, some folks say, well, yeah. he's Batman. They're going to be drawn. Yeah. But yeah, man, he Perkins out here talking about he's Batman. Like, but Perkins yeah, ain't saying nothing when Giannis that, put up 240 spots in back-to-back games, though. Like, no, but, Giannis but he, is but, ball. Yo, that was, that was one of the best games I've ever seen Giannis play, too, by the way. But he's playing. But he plays the role that he's asked to play perfectly right now. Like the crazy part is, I don't think he's the issue. To me, as I watch the series, the Bucks go as as as, as Drew Holiday goes. Like 
when yep. he decides to be aggressive, Definitely they win. Expect. When he doesn't, they lose. It's really that yeah. simple. Like, yo, yeah. when he decides to play ball and, and, and get into his bag, like, they're, like, I don't want to say unbeatable, but they're yo. tough out. Like, and, not and that, most not of the time, this, not this game. Not this game, but the game before this game, (laughs) Drew Holiday was doing what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted to whoever was in front of him. But it was one of these games. I didn't realize how strong he was. One of the games before that, though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, he was missing a lot of layups. I remember when he came to the league and for the Sixers. When he played Mm -hmm. for the Sixers, like, being a little wiry dude, now he just be pushing folks around. You're a little strong. Nah, he in the, like, yeah, he in the weight room. Yo, he get it, he gets you out of the way and, if he's still there. And Jim, when you say that, we are not excluding dudes who are bigger than him. That's why I remember we had that yeah, talk in the, um, in the in the uh, in the chat in the group me about. And you know, I was I was on my Drew Holiday fear. I'm like, yo, I really. Don't want the Sixers to have to play the Bucks if we made it that far. I used to disrespect the Bucks, but they seem like a different team. And then I think I don't I don't really think there's anybody I didn't think because I don't you know these dudes ain't in it no more, so I don't want to really make it about them. But at that time, I didn't think there was anybody on our team that consist that could consistently score on Drew Holiday. Like Tobias would bully people in the post. He couldn't do that. Ben Simmons can't. He couldn't do that in Atlanta to the uh, to the ball, John Collins. But those last few games of the regular season, when we played the Bucks like two or three times in the last ten games, yo, he couldn't score on Drew. And then Drew would go to somebody else and shut them down. So I'm like, yo, I really didn't want any parts of that. So when he's on his game, and I, now I'm not saying that Joel can't score on him, but there were two plays in that game where he got switched on to him and Joel could not move that dude in the post. I'm not saying during a seven game series, Joel not going to be able to move Drew Holiday in the post, but it's impressive to Man, me to do that think, to dude two plays yo, in a, in a game. Like, he went, he went to Milwaukee. Crazy. He got the same vitamins that Giannis can take. He got the Giannis vitamins. He grabbed some of them. He grabbed some anti-decumpos. Yeah. 10 million strong and growing. Yo, it's him and the in the league. We are back, yo, because uh, <laughs> yo, because no. Tobias said something. Tobias said something, and I heard him, and I, I laughed at it. But I think he's right, yo. Giannis could be a center in this league. It's just that he has a little yeah. bit of guard skills. He definitely could play center because he's stronger than everybody. He, he probably yo, would he, thrive yo, he, more he, at he's that African, position, man. Yeah, he would probably thrive more at that position. I mean, I mean I listen, Jimmy, imagine Brian, imagine Brian, what Brian, happens Brian, if he Brian. ever learns how to play basketball. And we saw some of that why last night. He looked like he's learning brothers, a little bit. Why does his brother not have that strength, though? Yo, why his brother take, don't have uh, no game at all? They, they ain't take Giannis's special stuff. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't drink none of that yet. I know. I mean, we know the answer to this, and it's hyperbole, I mean, but why is his brother in the league? Giannis came to the league with Kevin Durant. Yo, that's that's like that's what, that's the research we need to do, y'all. Remember the big deal they made out of Kevin Durant and how much he couldn't bench press going into the you know the NBA yeah. draft. We need to go back and see what Giannis did in the weight room going to the NBA draft because we know it's not what he's doing. Yo, yo, we we know the answer. We don't even got to look at data because we're both we're all hoopers, man. We <laughs> as hoopers, we ain't care nothing about lifting no weights. We, we, we definitely yeah, do. But, but Giannis do now. This boy done turned in 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Giannis, Giannis ain't lift no weights. Giannis got that off the Herschel Walker workout. <laughs> Yo, this boy, this boy is the best running back in the NBA. He might be, he might be the best running back. In the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> he, Yo, he but he didn't is. even play running back last night. Yo, he when he saw the D line show up, he flicked the ball. He was playing QB, Wildcat QB. He's playing a wildcat. Hey, listen, man. He also made a legendary block last night. He he showed up on defense too. You gotta give him yes, credit. Sir. He made a steal, a timely steal, and made a crazy block. The the defensive Yo, player of the year I don't, type. I don't type know player. if y'all notice, and I like I like Aiton, man. I don't really think Aiton can check ball at all. Nah, nah. And when he and when he's check checking Aiton, Aiton ain't the same person. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, you need to. Throw Giannis on whoever you need to slow down. I mean, you you got Drew now, so no, he got some help Giannis, on the perimeter. Giannis, you throw, yo, throw, throw him on Aiton, and Aiton not going to get all the praise that he's been getting lately. Yo, it's funny because when Giannis gets the rock, he decides to, like, back somebody down. It really looks like he be putting them in pain. Like, it looks like it hurts. When he's trying to, like, stand easy. up and, like, just, you know, take the body contact, it looks like they they were, like, screaming in pain. I'm like, why is he that diesel? Like, it's ridiculous. There, Jim, there's a lot of funny things in basketball, though. Funny things but, in basketball. The f- one of the funniest, got to be top three funniest things in basketball is what we talked about last week. When Giannis, when it's not there, so he backs up and then tries to, you know, That's rush through it. the hole again. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things yeah. in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like, once, he, once he makes up his mind, he's not going to pass it. He's going to retreat and get back into the eye formation and <laughs> and then just try it again. And like, run the play again. Run the die. Yo, that, that – that's definitely top three funniest, and it's not three. It's probably number two. Number one is probably when Harden is running dumb ISO. Like, like when Harden is not Tween, 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 No, you know what? No, that's not funny anymore. That's not funny anymore. That ain't funny. I actually don't, like, I don't find that amusing at all. Like, that that gets on my nerves quite a bit. But Giannis, Giannis is definitely Joe Gibbs' favorite basketball player ever. Joe Gibbs loves Giannis. Yeah. It is funny though when 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 Harden does all that and then does a step to the side and then off the step to the side does a step back. So that's at least six steps after the dribble. <laughs> <laughs> that's and then just shoots one. like it's nothing queen. and then don't get called for it. Like, come on, how do you? That's do definitely that? number one. That's number one. <laughs> or yo, the top three. How you step that, to the side and one. then step back? Come on, man. That's number one. Number two is like Giannis when he like play, running a halfback dive, and number three is dying like. Getting this stuff punched left and right, but he got so, like his springs are so crazy that like he'll get it blocked and then come back down and jump back up before you have the ability to jump back up. So he'll always Zion, score, but he Zion gets three times before he scores. Zion Weatherspoon, pretty much. He's he, he the twenty twenty one version of Clarence Weatherspoon. Cause Clarence Weatherspoon but had crazy like, bounce, and he always looked like he was heavy too, like not like fat, but for some reason the way he ran and the way he jumped. He didn't, he didn't look, look like he, he, look like he, he should looked, be able to jump that high yeah, that quick. He just he yeah, looked he heavy for some reason. Like even though Yo, he wasn't. Zion fat, has he, this thing where Zion can like bounce back up before you even get back to the ground. If you block his shot, you're still coming down. He's already on his way back up. Yo, so I got a point like, stat, but I think time. he gets at least seventy five percent of his points that way. <laughs> Yo, I don't think that's Palmer. That I like, think that might no, be fact. I mean, sometimes Palmer can be accurate, but it was definitely Palmer. I definitely made it up. He led. The, he definitely led the league in getting the shot block. That's not. That's not Palmer. That's real. He led the league in getting the mm-hmm. shot block. But it's like a crazy way where he just like 
somehow he's already on his way back up when you're still coming down. I'm like, what kind of crazy, ridiculous type athletic ability is that? You know what? At this point, he probably just know he's going to get his shot blocked. So he's just going to jump right back up. Like, don't even bother. It don't even bother him the way it bothers most people. Yeah. yeah, it's like Moses setting himself up for rebounds. Like, I'm going to get two points and three rebounds in this one play. All right, so now that we got like a 0-0 zero, zero reset, what do y'all see going forward? I'm sticking with my original, you know, bucks and seven. Um, so I thought that before. I understand. I, I, I kind of understand what Chris Middleton goes through, right? So he's one of them dudes where he is talented and he gets off, and then in the back of his mind he realizes, yo, I'm kind of corny. And he looks in the mirror. He's like, no, I ain't really supposed to be scoring like this. This ain't really who I am. Definitely don't look like a hooper. He don't look like he can (laughs) get that done. You got skill. (laughs) (laughs) He's killing Middleton, man. I don't know what he'd be looking at. I think he's tough. He just... Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two things at one time. What's going to the rest of the series? You just start cooking Chris Middleton. <laughs> I know, right? Like, because it's gonna, it's gonna go. I think the rest of the series is gonna go based on what I'm telling y'all. Is if you can keep Chris Middleton away from mirrors where he looks at himself, or <laughs> out of his own mind and don't let him understand. Like he, he probably sat with the dorks at the lunch table. Like he didn't really know that he Not was a premier key. hooper. Yeah. He didn't sit with the ball team. He wore sweaters. He wasn't cool. He just has a particular set of skills. As long as they keep him in that bag and don't let him get in his I'm just regular Chris Middleton bag, yo, I think they could be all right, man. So now that Chris Paul has given the trophy back, you know, that the world had handed to him after two games, (laughs) like any of y'all think he's going to, you know, get it again after six or seven games? The sun's gonna win. To me, to me, that's what. It, to me, that's that was that. That's the most important thing right there because it's not that they lost. He played terrible. Like he played dreadful. Yeah, yeah. This might have been the worst. Option he really did play like Cliff. That was Cliff out there. Jim, I'm hearing like, some people kind of giving him an excuse, saying his wrist might be worse than he's letting on. And I know Chris Paul. I mean, that might be oh. he, maybe. Yeah, because he like, he wouldn't complain if there was something, but you know. Yo, but his wrist has nothing to do with some of them turnovers, bro. He was doing way too much. Like he was, he was yeah. Like it wasn't. It wasn't wrist. Know. It wasn't the wrist thing that was looking bad. Yo, his turnover. Yo, he he was turning the ball over like he didn't belong out there. Right, but I'm. But this is what yeah, I'm telling like, y'all from from what I read. Because like I said, I've been doing. I've been doing a great job. Like you know, Jimmy set me straight. I no longer argue with people online. But what I do, what I do, is I read comments and conversations in a bunch of different sports groups just to get the temperature of the people without having to actually talk. Talking to the people has made me lose a lot of luster for what we do. So I no longer talk to them. I just read. And from what I'm getting from a certain faction of people is the turnovers had a lot to do with the wrist. They were like he was losing the handle because he didn't have a strong handle because of his wrist. Now, I know early in the playoffs when he hurt his shoulder, that was a factor because dude just forgot how to dribble. But I didn't see the same dribble mistakes that I did when his shoulder was hurting. So, or shoulder, elbow, whatever think, that was I that think, was hurting that had him turning the ball I over. It, to, me, to me, it came off like he was pressing. And the thing about mm-hmm. it is at this point where we at now, everybody out there is injured, yo. Like, Gian- Giannis is hurt. Right. 
everybody's hurt. Like everybody's hurt. Like it is what it is, man. Like you know. So I'm not giving. Giannis, him Giannis took that right. HGA shot. Giannis ain't hurt no more. I'm about to say, yo, Giannis looked like he had the worst yeah, injury in playoffs. <laughs> and then he yo, but it got side effects. It got side effects though. He's got side effects. He's tired fast now. He's tired I know, yo, y'all be like, seeing so. his. You see how he be, he he's breathing like his lungs too small or something. Like his chest. <laughs> be, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you got might die on the court, man. Like I be worried about the dude the way he and he ass out like four minutes into the game, the last two games. Yo, that's a side like, effect, yo. yo. But there were rumors that they Giannis come. might have had COVID and they hit it while he had it. So Giannis out there with the Giannis out there with the nineteen, which I can't front. Out of here, that shit too. We about to go to the NBA finals. Um, so his leg injury might not have been just a leg injury. He might have had a respiratory injury at the same time. All right, man. So may cause shortness of breath, yo. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) But I um. I'm going to stick with the Bucks in seven, man. I still think they're the better team. I think the Suns, as good as they are, still have overachieved this, this season and might be the end of the line. Um, but it's anybody's, you know, toss-up now, anybody's game. Now, speaking of injuries. I, mean, I, I think, honestly, it could go either way. I think Devin Booker was trying to will them to a win last night. Um, he had 40-plus as well, 42. Yeah, he was going wild. Even though they they was wild at the end of the night, not calling that foul. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm like, thank God the Bucks won, because the Bucks if the Bucks didn't win, that would have been yeah. the entire story. Oh yeah. My man said he tried to commit a foul and mauled the ball, and the ref was like, I don't see nothing, yo. <laughs> but um, but he the ref like that's a play on. And the thing about the Phoenix is the one good thing, and this is why the regular season matters, is they are a different team at home. So I think I'm gonna stick with the Suns in seven. Like they got the home court advantage. Phoenix is definitely a different team at home. You know, I mean, they... Huh? That is true. Well, I I mean, because for me, having the Bucks in seven would mean they would have to win Game Seven in Phoenix. On that the might road be the Phoenix, toughest yeah. one to win. <laughs> Period. And, that and might and be the, the thing about game. it is, like, and they've always said this, like the role players just tend, tend to play better at home, like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'll just stick with that. They got the home court advantage, which is what they played for all season. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pat you know, Connaughton so. ain't going to show up in Phoenix. He might as well not even fly there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty Cats much. Like but, bull. You know what I mean? It's, it's, been a good, it's been a good playoff. The only thing that, that I don't like about this finals is how stretched out it is. It's going to be like two more months. Like, they drawn with that. Other than that, yeah. you know, I'm enjoying the finals, you know. Huh. They always do, though. They want to get as many many days out of it as possible. But, look, speaking of injury, man, young man Kawhi, after being hush-hush about his injury, no pun intended, um, yo, he just got surgery to repair a partially torn ACL. <laughs> yo, did any of y'all know he had a torn ACL? I just know he bumped knees no, with somebody, ran off the court, never came back, Never said anything and <laughs> torn ACL. Yo, so so they say. Kawhi is a and legend, man. Kawhi is yeah, a he definitely is. He's a do what you want guy in in the NBA. But listen, Jim, not only did, did he just get surgery to repair a torn ACL, right? Everybody still hears and fully expects him to opt out of his Clippers contract. So he's like, Okay. 
I just got ACL surgery and y'all still going to pay me. <laughs> and, you know, of course, they they mention Kevin Durant when when that happens because Kevin Durant still got um, a max deal after rupturing his Achilles. So this is where we're at these days. These dudes can get an injury that's going to make them miss the next season and they can still go get their um, max deals. Shout out to Boogie, man, because my man Boogie Cousins couldn't. Um, <laughs> guess he's not Kawhi KD level. But do y'all think it's a good idea for him to opt out after getting the ACL surgery? Or it don't even matter? No, I don't think it's a good idea. But I'm 50-50 on it, like kind of like what you just said. In the new in the new world, yo, these cats do what they want. And he literally could end up signing a max deal off an of injury. Is it me but or if he doesn't recover and he signs that max deal. Kawhi is a legend, mm. man. Kawhi, Kawhi had one of the single greatest seasons in NBA history, which enabled him to do something that nobody's ever done before, is figure out how to get max money and be a part-time NBA player. So salute <laughs> to him for, you know, changing the culture. He's going to get – Yo, my man gets a – listen, Jimmy, my man gets a full-time salary, but he only works 55%. So, listen, so can he go to a – like, if he opts out and doesn't re-sign with the Clippers, like – can he go to a team that's like a, a contender? I, I don't see that happening. Like, cause KD went to the Nets. They weren't really, you know, they weren't really a contender when KD and 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 and, and your man uh, Little Bighorn tried to go there. But them showing up makes them a contender. Just even on paper, them showing up makes them a contender. And it still didn't come to fruition until James Harden showed up because KD didn't even play the first season. So the thing is, will, will a contender waste that money on Kawhi if they're not going to get him right away, like while they're in their window yes. of contention? Yes, because the Nets were a fringe team. It's still teams like that. What happens if Kawhi goes back to Toronto? Or what happens if Kawhi goes to somewhere like a Utah? Like, it's a wrap. Like there's 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 situations for him, and he'll and and you know there's a lot of teams. And the thing about the NBA is, there's like a little bit of parity now. Like what happens if Kawhi goes to Denver? Right. You know what I mean? Like there's spaces where he can fit in, and you know they have the ability to wait. And I mean, you know, I think I think it's possible. I mean, a lot but of teams, teams like, like teams like Denver, who you know made the conference finals last year, have big expectations this year. Like, do they have time to wait? Because if they sign Kawhi, then some of the talent they have now have to go. They're not going to be able to afford all of that. So that's why I'm asking. Like, I'm not saying if Kawhi goes somewhere, by the time he plays, he might get somebody to come with him. That team might end up being a contender. But can he go to a team now that's already a contender? You know what I mean? Or do you think – because that's what I'm saying. Like when they decided on the Nets, the Nets were not a contender. They were a fringe, you know, playoff team, AC. But they had to give up some of those dudes to, you know, to even put, you know, put those dudes on the but team. I, I think, <laughs> I think those opportunities exist in today's NBA because mm-hmm. all it takes is for him and for somebody to come sign with him, and then you, if you got a little bit of talent on your team, now you off. Like, and there's a lot of teams that are like that. All right. You know, so, I mean, I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, because then you have, on the other hand, if you can find a team 
that doesn't have to give up much to accommodate him that's already in contention, then they could, you know, they're already there. Like even playing a season without him might, you know, they might still get far in the playoffs. But I, we'll see, man. I'm I'm just curious to see because he's, he's pulling a KD move. Now, was KD's contract all the way up or did he opt out as well? I think he opted out too. He opted out. Opt out. Okay. So that's pretty much and, the same thing. They're going to do a signing trade. They're going to do a signing trade with Kawhi for uh, Ben Simmons. We definitely be trash next year if if they did that and we, you know, and Kawhi couldn't play. Um, you know who could do one? You you already said them. The Nuggets could do one because uh, the player that they would have to swap for him, he's going to be out most of the season with an ACL as well. So might as well. <laughs> there you go. Swapping for Jamal Murray. All right, so you know Kawhi don't care. The um, team Kawhi USA, man. Toronto. They might go back to Toronto. He think about it. They got a French team. They got one of them. <laughs> still French. They probably shouldn't have left, but they still got a little French team. They got a little talent there, and he's gonna be a god if he goes back. Yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely will. Because if he goes back, it's like, all right, no harm, no foul. Um, Dev about exactly. to talk about the parties he was throwing. No, Team USA, man, is struggling out in these streets, man. I mean, it's just two exhibition games that they've dropped, two out of three, but they lost to Nigeria. Um, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and the Dream Team rolling over in their graves. Um, And they lost to Australia. Now, this is a different world because, you know, even though we bring those dudes up, there weren't NBA players on these teams back when the Dream Team was playing most of these international teams. All of these teams, including Nigeria, have multiple NBA players now. So none of this is going to be a pushover. Not Nigeria. Nigeria only has but, three three players on the entire roster that don't play in the NBA. Their whole right, roster so, is NBA. But still, should this team be losing to these teams? Albeit they're Hell no. They might turn it up when, when, when it gets to you know, the the real uh, play. But why are they losing these games? Why why are they dropping these games? What's the what's wrong with the makeup of this team or the coaching of this team? What are they doing wrong here? They don't have a team. They got a bunch of dudes that just want to run ISO and show each other how great they are. Mm-hmm. They don't but, have but isn't that isn't that American baseball? Baseball. Isn't that American basketball now? Because we've said I mean, for a so long much, time, it, even on this show, that international youngsters are getting better fundamental training than you do here in the States. We have this AAU program that has taken over. Most of the times, these teams don't even – these guys don't even practice together. The the real high-level dudes will travel somewhere, play with a bunch of other superstars for a weekend, and that's what it is. It's a bunch – it's a team full of dudes going ISO, more talented than most of the people they're playing against, and that gets you, you know, to, to D1, high-level high D1 colleges. That gets you to the NBA. And then you get to the NBA, and you start to realize that all that practice that I didn't have. <laughs> Yo, that's what it is now, man. Everybody's – their practice is training one-on-one with a trainer and then just traveling, playing with different AAU teams. I mean, and they have amazing individual skill sets and we and don't and don't know how to play yeah. with other other players in a team right. game. 
but outside of that, I mean, let's not get it twisted. These aren't these aren't the best American players. That's one. For two, now we don't um have a they're bunch not, of sellouts. But people it is a team pride. full of all stars, so they're some of the best. <laughs> people, people, people have <laughs> pride in a role in the pay for their country, unlike that sellout Akeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing, as a uh, as Savad kind of pointed out to me. How they were sellouts. My man, my man, Akeem straight put the H on his name and played for America um, instead of repping where he's from. Patrick Ewing, who was born in Kingston, somehow. Dude, I was about know, to say, did you make have a basketball team? Play for America. It could have been a Listen, sprinter. man, they got a, they got a track team, so I'm assuming they got a basketball team. If not, <laughs> what, what did Dr. Umar say? If not, they could have got one. Just built it around Ewing. Picked up mm-hmm. some brothers, he'll pass the ball to Pat Ewing. But you Ewing you know, wanted to play with Mike and Barkley and them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Sell out, but see now, campaign about that life. Like you look at the Australian team, they got a they got a squad. I know. Like you know, what I mean, they got they got they led by Matthew Delavadova. I'm joking, but he is on that squad though. Um, they got a ton of squad. They got Matisse Seibel. Uh, they got Patty Mills. There, but, uh, yo, and Seibel out there like you know going crazy. Like so Patty Mills still play basketball. Yeah, you on Australian <laughs> team getting busy. Giving out buckets, um, you know, like like it's, it's NBA players all around the world now. So it's a lot, the I mean, boomers, it's a lot of, man. I don't think it's one. They got Joe thing. Ingles too. Don't, don't forget, they got Aaron Bain. Yeah, yeah, they got they a got ton a of NBA That's players. Yo, <laughs> if you look at the Nigerian team when the USA played them, dog, they was like dudes that was like fifteen pounds, and Broccoli was just throwing them around. Like that was yeah. the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, remember Broccoli elbowed the dude in the chest, and his whole life almost caved in. Like, not Yo, just his chest, the whole life dude. almost caved in. These ain't these dudes no more. These new dudes. Like, he elbowed Boo in the chest. His elbow almost got stuck in dude's back. And then when he pulled his elbow out, dude was breathing like Giannis. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a difference. This Nigeria is not those dudes. They ain't, they ain't about that life, man. So, I mean, dudes got to step their game up. So I mean, I'm but, interested yeah. to see what happens when it gets in the pool play. Um... But you know me, I you know I root against the USA basketball every Olympics anyway. So, um, so uh, I, I, I that's why I, I said would, you was throwing. A, I knew you was throwing a party. Oh, I, I, yeah, but so, it's just exhibition, so I didn't really, you know, I you know, it ain't. The crazy part is the only one that I rooted for, really like that lost the joint with AI on it. Like I can't root for, I can't root against a team that got AI on it, and and they lost. So. <laughs> Bum ass nigga. How you root against the American basketball team, yo? American nigga. <clears throat> but um, I mean, um, I see them dudes all the time. You know what? But it's for me, it's the expectation and the and the just America always just pronouncing that we're the greatest in the world at basketball and this and that. So, you know, I like to see them get knocked on the. Ass. It's not really about the players. You know what I mean? It's about the program and oh. and, and the country and how they carry it. Because, you know, some of my favorite players be on these teams. But, you know, y'all got to take that out. I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so, shout out to Nigeria. I think that's actually who I'm rooting let, let, for let, in the Olympics. I, I actually always root for any African team that's in it. You know, my people, my people got caught. Root, yo. But, you know, I still root for the motherland. My people weren't that fast. I be wanting to lose just so we can take that same approach and just like load up with all the best talent in the world and go out there and just embarrass everybody again. But that's um, what they do though. When they take the, remember they took the L, then they came out with the redeem team with 
D-Wade, LeBron, Kobe, that 2008 team, which to me was like comparable to the Dream Team, just comparable. And they wiped the floor with everybody. Yeah. That's when they. That's when they were arguing whether the Redeem Team would beat the Dream Team. But but yeah, they they wiped the floor with most people. But even they had a scare in the championship game. Remember, Kobe had to go crazy in the in the you know in the last part of the championship game to assure the win. I don't really think it was like seriously seriously in doubt. But Spain was trying to trying to stick around, so you know Kobe had to go out there. And, my man Luis, my man Luis Scola wasn't scared. Yo, is he even Spaniard or is he like Argentinian? I forgot. He Argentinian. Uh, I, 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 I was wrong. Isn't they the same thing? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> wrong with y'all? No, Stephen A. All right, so um, <laughs> yeah, man, our our stat of the week, man. Jimmy Wright, they're both racist. Now, this is amazing, man. We've talked about brothers in sports and 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 father and sons in sports and just families just dominating in sports, man. Yeah, in Game Three at NBA Finals, Giannis and Thanasis Antetokounmpo combined for 41 points, the most by a pair of brothers in NBA Finals history. Now, who gonna beat that record? I mean, I know that Giannis had all 41 of the points, but Thanasis was getting his Cliff Livingston on on the sideline the whole time, and without his support, they the brothers wouldn't have combined. For Yo, that can Bull hoop? So shout out to the I Anders. just have one question: Can Bull can Bull hoop though? Have y'all seen him hoop? I don't know. Ask Ask Coach Bud. He's the only one that's seen him hoop before. And, and and NBA teams don't even practice much, so Coach Bud might not even know. They like look. Giannis said we needed to put one of his brothers on the team for him to re-sign, so we did what the hell he told us to do. <laughs> That's true. It, it is what true. it is. Yep. And his other brother probably got a run for the Lakers because Giannis told them, I might sign with y'all. So how long he going to be in the Kwame league? Brown. Kwame <laughs> said that uh, him, and Kobe, him and Kobe scored 83 one night. You know what I'm yeah. saying? At like least he, least he contributed, though. At least he, at least he put in a, a, a deuce. Thanasis was no help. Uh, hey, he Kwame, is, I, do not want, I do not want no smoke. I don't want none of mama's cooking. Leave me alone. Fuck Kwame. Scared that <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> anyway, in NFL news, y'all man Isaac Bruce says that he and Tory Holt are the greatest, the best NFL wide receiver duo of all time. Anybody here think he has a point? He said I numbers don't it, lie. And I, think, I, I don't think it's crazy. I, I this word, it's it. worth talking I, about. I think, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I thought, I thought about crazy. it. I think that he's on to something, right? Because there have been, like, you know, um, you had T.O. And, and, and Jerry Rice on the squad. You had Reggie Wayne and Martin. T.O. wasn't T.O. yet. But I don't know if I've seen two players complement each other the way they did. Like, when they were at their age. Both of them being like, as good stuff. as the other at the same time. Isaac Bruce That's being a saying. better deep threat, Tory being a better possession. I, I don't think it was crazy. A lot of people, you know, they immediately go, man, he's talking out of his ass. He's crazy. Like, I don't know if it's the case, but I don't think it's crazy. The <laughs> funniest thing to me is when I think about that, they weren't even the best receiver on that team because number 28 was better than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they, had, they had a white boy, Ricky Pro. <laughs> 
Ricky Pro, the yo, greatest root runner yo, ever. Cassie, yo, so, Cassie got me joking. When I used to watch that game, yo, Marshall Falk was their best receiver, yo. Like, he was nice. Like, he really could have played receiver, but he just happened to be nice at running, too. He was the, he was the truth. But listen, the, the duo that everybody named, the first one that they named um, when he said this, everybody was talking about Chris Carter and Randy Moss. They definitely had a couple tough, of too. great years together. Um, that, that definitely, definitely tough because you talk the same thing. Like with them, you had Randy Moss, who was the dynamic deep threat. You had Chris, Chris Carter, who could run any route, go across the middle, catch the ball, you know, in traffic. You know, that, that, was, a, that was a great duo. Now they're saying, yeah, and they had Jake they Reed. Don't forget Jake Reed. But go ahead, though. Mm-hmm. But they say, you know, they say Bruce and and Tory have the numbers to back up his claim. They say Bruce, you know, he retired with over a thousand career receptions and over fifteen thousand career receiving yards to go with ninety-one touchdowns. Tory Holt had nine hundred and twenty uh, receptions for thirteen plus thousand yards and seventy-four touchdowns during his eleven-year career. I think the thing with this duo. I think they played together longer and more, you know, at each other's peak, long, especially longer than most of the other duos that people are going to try to name. Like, like I said, shout out to Phil from um, Tissue and the Tape. He definitely, as a Niners fan, definitely tried to go T.O. and Jerry Rice. I don't, I just don't think yeah, he, T.O. was tripping, T.O. yet. Even though T.O. had T.O. very good numbers, you know, even in his couple of years when he was growing into his own with Jerry Rice, but T.O. wasn't even as confident a dude as he was at that point. So I'm not, you Yo, know, if you as a as a Niner, as a Niners fan, a I gotta take, I gotta, I gotta revoke, I gotta revoke his Niners fandom card because he was supposed to say Jerry Rice and John Taylor long before he said Jerry Rice I about to and say, T.O. I actually think that's a better duo than Jerry Rice and T.O. I think yeah, with Jerry Rice and T.O., you're just saying two big so, uh, names. You know what I mean? Tio was like big back then. He was crying over game winning catches. Like back then, he was still crying over the game winning. And people probably would ask me, like, how the hell? That's exactly like the Tio that we know wouldn't have cried. He would have walked to the logo and you know put his arms out, did something ignorant. But you know he 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 was still humble enough to cry after making a big catch. Where where you put uh, uh, where you put killer where you put killer Marv you made that. where you put killer Marv and Reggie Wayne. Um, they gotta go, and they gotta go somewhere up there. I, just off the top, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm putting everybody in the top ten that we name because I don't. It's too many to think no, of right now. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say those names. Duos, man. Right, right. That, you you know. got, you got, you got folks like even, even like a, a Chad Ochocinco. You know what I'm saying? Um, and TJ, 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 nah, they get an honorable mention. I think I, I give him my honorable mention. Then you had cats who played with, you know, the, the quarterback was overrated, but you got like Stallworth and Swan. Like their numbers aren't going to compare with a lot of these guys, but their name value and what they were able to do, and they always got to play in big games because the Steelers were always in the damn bowl. Um, their name would come up in a conversation like this. Um, Pinkston and Thrash. Um, who else? Yeah. <laughs> who else? <laughs> I tried to slide that one in there, Paul. I tried to slide that one in there. Um, yo. Um, who else? Uh, 
Yeah, like, and people would think I'm crazy for disagreeing with Phil, too, because in my eyes, those are one and two in history to me. Jerry Rice and, and T.O., that's that's your one and two for mm-hmm. me. That's, but, one, that's one and two. But they weren't one and two Not when they to played me. together. Not to me. They, were, they were old one. That was, that was caveat, old caveat one and up and coming two. Like so, they they were together number, at the he, right Jerry's time. number Jerry's yeah. number one before. Thank you so much. Jerry's number one before the chicken commercial. Now after the chicken commercial, right. he you know we don't really acknowledge that he's well, number all, one. And To slides into that spot. The two best but, receivers but, are Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald because uh, yeah. because uh, Chicken Man don't exist. And you know what? I don't know if people would. I would put. I would mention in this conversation somewhere if if Chad and, and TJ get an honorable mention, these dudes get a higher honorable mention from me, Fitzgerald and Bolden, when they were together. They were definitely they were setting records. They were crazy when they were together. And for a minute, you know, Bolden they was just the couldn't win. Yeah, I mean, you know, he played with the Cardinals, but um and, Yo, and Bolden and gave his credit, life for like, this game. You know, gave Cardinals his face have up a different and all. Cardinals have a new quarterback, a new starting quarterback, like every six games. So, shout out to Fitzgerald for, for like going through that his whole career. Like, dude, like <laughs> he played with a lot of bums to and accumulated a lot of stats. Um, so so I'm not gonna say that Bruce is right, but I'm also not gonna what say about, that. What about what about Bruce is crazy? What about Henry Henry Ellis, Henry Ellis and Flipper Anderson? And flipper. What about the what about the what about the uh the ball? Like Jimmy just going through his football cards right now. <laughs> I wish. I wish I had my car. I want my car. Yo, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I definitely am thinking about football cards. Like who's had a thousand yard receiving card? Right. And both of them was up there at the same time. Yeah. They, they, the they definitely had a decent you know I mean? receiving core. Um they wouldn't go on this list. Didn't stay together, and Yo, Roddy wasn't that great. But you had Julio and West, Roddy. West, but Julio was West on his way up, and Roddy was fizzling. <laughs> they could have been. And, uh, Western Slaughter and though. I just know he was no, out there cool. when Kevin Mack was out there doing doing work in the backfield. And Ernest Biner. Metcalf. You talking about Metcalf? I'm cool on them. No, Metcalf was a slash uh, dude. Yeah, he was a slash dude. He wasn't a real receiver. No, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot though. Like it's a lot of great duos. Um, but I think that they definitely have an argument because I, I like What about the three amigos? They was trash. <laughs> which, which two are you gonna pick out of them? <laughs> they, they was all None. trash. Yeah. They what about the, the What about the skins? With Ricky Sanders. That's what I said. The, 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 the trio, oh, you said them cats. Okay, the trio. Over, overrated yeah, ass art monk. <laughs> Killing art. Yeah, see, that, see, but I think art monk is a hindsight overrated. Art monk retired with with a lot of records. You know what I mean? The game just changed, so you can't really compare his numbers to receivers that came after him and say that he wasn't worth his salt, man. So shout out to art, man. I got your back, Art. He was worth his salt. He just overrated. And hers potato chips. Yo. All right, so let's 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 move on to um let's talk a little bit little bit more soccer. Um I just want to talk about the racial 
backlash after the Euro final. Now, B, I know you watched this. Jimmy, I know mm-hmm. you probably didn't know it was on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about. Italy beat England in the Euro final at Wembley. They had, a, they had a home game, and it came down to penalty kicks. Three out of five penalty kicks from um, England side were from, you know, three homies, three black players. Uh, Marcus Rash- Rashford, uh, Jaden Sancho, and Bukayo Saka. So they all missed their penalty kicks, and they've been dealing with racist attacks ever since they missed these penalty kicks. Yo, the minute that game ended, B, then I, t- I text you. I'm like, and, and I was, you know, mm-hmm. when I text you, I was like, yo, young boy, because what was he, 19 years old? Uh, Bukayo Saka? Yo, young boy. Yeah, um, young boy like Jimon's age. And I was watching I was watching the game with like seven of my Nigerian friends. Um, even though I don't think he's necessarily from Nigeria, he is from Africa and he chose to play with England, so they kinda give him a hard time to begin with. But as soon as he missed that last penalty kick, I text you and I'm like, yo, they're gonna be calling these dude they're gonna call this dude all kinds of monkeys and, and it's it's gonna get crazy for them. And lo and behold, absolutely the minute that game ended Till now, that these three players have been getting it <laughs> from all the players after England has gotten so much praise for having so much diversity on their team. This is what happens, and now they're kind of using these three guys as the scapegoat when you know England had plenty of chances to to win this match. So, real quick, what are your, what are your thoughts on? this and backlash i'm pretty sure you expect it you know being a big soccer fan you know what it is and um well a couple things number one soccer is the most racist sport in the world Mm. and it's the most racist sport in the world because it's played the world over on every continent and on every continent you run into racism particularly europe so basically and it's funny america ain't the only country because pretty much no, 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 no. Anywhere, anywhere there's a uh, quotations, you run into this, and and you know, I think it's 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 not just Caucasians, but they they are leading the way with hate. Now, the funny thing and the most ironic thing about this is the Premier League has a pretty stern and staunch anti-racism thing going on, but Italy, Italy is known. For racism, like if you go to Italy and you got thin skin, then you shouldn't have been there. Like, look, we're gonna pay you millions of dollars. They're gonna throw banana peels throw bananas on the field. All right. All right. They're yeah. gonna come with monkey shirts. They're gonna make gorilla noises yeah. when you're on the pitch. Just get used to it. That's why we pay you the millions. But in England, England likes to act like racism is over and racism is done. But like, it's, it's like ironic of America, you know, that post-racial society. It's yeah, it's it's, it's it. ironic that the game was played in England against a team from the most racist league in Europe, but it was the English that had the monkey emojis and all types of racist slurs and all types of stuff was hur- hurled at these dudes. Um, not surprising. Again, most racist sport in the world is soccer. Let's talk about Gareth Southgate, who's the who's the coach. Italy has o- an older lineup older players the criticism Southgate receives is why would you substitute two of your fastest youngest superstars on 
just to take penalties to take when you're running against old men. Right. Why right. wouldn't you sub them on earlier to make them make the Italian back line run, which is an older back line, they could have won. That's, that's, that's the criticism of the coach. Then the criticism of the players. Listen, man, the only one that gets a pass for me is the young African boy because he's like 18, 19 years old. You get a pass. Yeah. Marcus Rashford. Well, why is that dumbass run-up? But I understand. <laughs> you get a pass. <laughs> Yo, Marcus Rashford, what's up with your dumbass run-up to the ball to take the shot? Jaden yeah, Sancho, weird. you saw Marcus Rashford do it, and then you imitated it and got the same result. So, you're an idiot, too. Um, but the racism piece, man, that's no. part of the course. That's the usual <laughs> in soccer. That's the Yo. usual. For me, I think the most interesting part of this story is that Dave has seven Nigerian friends that he watches soccer with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my neighborhood is diverse, man. My homie is, is Nigerian, live across the street. So I went over there to watch with him, and then all his homies came over. And it was, yo, it was a great time. It was a hilarious time. I mean, I mean, they pretty much like us, you know, loud. Um <laughs> Everybody got jokes, so you know it, I didn't always understand fun. the conversations because sometimes they did go they off probably, in their native language. Cooking, but probably, I was I was happy to be there. They probably was cooking cool. their the dumbass and he didn't know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might have got cooked <laughs> a couple times. I definitely might got cooked a couple times. But the um and the food was banging too, spicy as hell. But the food was yeah, banging. yeah. So uh, shout out to yeah, them. Yeah, they they they, they, probably, they they treat you know, they treat uh they treat soccer the way we treat American football. When the Eagles are, in your case, when the Broncos are playing, like that's they that's they get down. That's they talk about no Broncos. Yo, I'm <laughs> about to say people don't realize like, like Jimmy ain't gave my Broncos for like four years now. Like that's over. Yeah, longer than that. I didn't even care about the last forty one. Who cares? <laughs> yo, all I, all I'm yeah. saying is yo, I just think that's very interesting. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to diversity. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the food. Nigerian food is lit. <laughs> shout out to Nigeria. Right, so, also got bubble. <laughs> shout, shout out to the African bubble. Shout out to the African bubble. All right, so uh, quote of the week. Before we take some calls, man, let's go to the quote of the week because the quote of the week is more like quotes of the week, man. It has everything to do with Stephen A. Smith and the way he kind of ran his mouth about um, the the Japanese star. I'm going to know. I'm going to mess up his name. Uh, the, the Japanese star, Otani, I'll just say his last name. Um, y'all know he's getting a lot of comparisons to Babe Ruth because, man, he's a pitcher who throws damn near 100 miles an hour. And at the at the All-Star break, he has 33 home runs. So, you know, <laughs> you don't see that in MLB that much. You know, in, in the American League, they only let their pitchers hit because – they have designated hitters. In the National League, you know when the pitcher spot come up, you pretty much have an easy out most of the time. There's some pitchers that can hit, but there's no pitchers out there hitting 33 home runs. So that's why he's getting these comparisons to Babe Ruth because, you know, Babe Ruth in his early days was a pitcher as well. So Stephen A. Smith um, on, on, of course, first take on Monday said that uh, – Otani couldn't be the face of the sport because he uses an, an interpreter. And this is his quote. He said, I understand that baseball is an international sport in itself in terms of participation, 
But when you talk about an audience gravitating to the tube or to the ball talk, ballpark or to actually watch you, I don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he's saying in this country. So Stephen A. Smith out there, you know, sounding like, sounding like MAGA <laughs> and how they talk about everybody mm-hmm. in, the, in the country that's not a white male. So after a yeah. lot of backlash, let me let me read you his apology. Stephen A. Smith bent the knee. See, that's the difference with Stephen A. Smith. We talk about his salary and how he's the face of ESPN and he's you know he's the highest paid in ESPN. But remember the the, the quote we read from him a couple of weeks ago when he talked about I wake up in the morning and see how I can make my boss more money. With all the money with him, there like, it is. This is what comes with it. He still has to watch his back. He still can't say everything he wants to say. So he said, let me apologize right now. As I'm watching things unfold, let me say that I never intended to offend any community, particularly the Asian community, Asian community having you bend the knee, and especially Shohei Otani himself. As an African-American, keenly aware of the damage stereotyping has done to many in this country. It should have elevated my sensitivities even more. Based on my words, I failed in that regard, and it's on me. And me alone. Otani is one of the brightest stars in all of sports. He is making a difference as it pertains to inclusiveness and leadership. I should have embraced that in my comments. Instead, I screwed up. In this day and age, with all the violence being perpetrated against the Asian community, my comments, albeit unintentional, were clearly insensitive and regrettable. There's simply no other way to put it. I'm sincerely sorry for any angst I've caused with my comments on first take this morning. Again, I am sorry, and I'll happily reiterate these words more extensively tomorrow morning as well. One thing I noticed here, fellas, he offended Nigerians that day, too, because this is the day after Nigeria beat the USA, and he went in on them, you know what I'm saying, instead of, you know, before he went in on the American team, he went in um, on them as competition, but he didn't say any of this towards them, but he apologized nah, to the Asian community. What are y'all yeah. thoughts on this? I'm let y'all rock. <laughs> Yo, because I, I know, I know my, my bro Jim Browski is about to go in on this. <laughs> Uh, so real, real quick, uh, I think it's really funny. I don't, I don't know if he wants to call him Dombrowski, though. I, but I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's the clip for us to be associated I noticed that it's always funny to me when you have African American people or people of African descent take the position of defending or talking about the face of America and what it means to them and, 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 and not not saying it can't, they they are definitely entitled to their feelings, but it's just it's hilarious to me because the point you made about Nigerians, you can supplant that with any group of, of black people and put them in there and there would be no backlash unless it was the LGBTQA, BCDEIF community. There would be no backlash for what Stephen A said. And there certainly wouldn't be network network consequences, but the Asian community, the Jewish community, few other communities, you say the wrong thing. And he knows he's risking that twelve million dollars, that eight million in salary, and that four million in production deal. 
So he immediately cowtails, gets on bended knee, and says, boss, what can I do, boss? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Stephen A., yo, you're a disgrace, cuz. You're a disgrace, man. What do you think, Jim? I mean... I mean, this is Stephen A. He is who he is, but I think this is this is with income and power. A lot of times we get confused, right? Like you can acquire power with income, but not all the time. When you are at the will of uh, the folks, you got to be careful with what you say. Funny thing, I know what he was trying to express, but it's in how he says it. And the thing is, when you watch First Take, he's always like, I mean, he's Stephen A. He's extra animated. He's a, funny thing about Stephen A. You know, I've come to realize that there's no sense in like. Um, getting upset with what he does because what Stephen A is is an entertainer and he's good at what he does. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people look to him for their sports analysis and all that, but that's not what makes him who he is. That's not what allows him to make the money he made. Stephen A is an entertainer. So, you know, it's back to always talk about the, the, the Vince McMahonization of sports, right. It's about like, yo, it's not just about being in competition, reporting the news and giving thorough analysis. This is entertainment. And he's a great entertainer, but mm-hmm. He's so like at the, the time, he thought it was cool to, to rag on ball because he needed an interpreter. Yeah, and then he, he just, thought about it like, all right, I took that too far. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, ex- that's exact. That's all. This all this is like he he realized like yo he went too far and he, he was in his bag in his entertainment bag and he went too far, and you know I mean he's protecting. Listen, man, when you make twelve million a year, you know what I mean. When, when, when you tell when you, <laughs> when you when you when you tell the world like yo I wake up trying to make my organization more money, he, you know what it's about. Yo, even in him saying that, it was him being an entertainer. Because what I come to realize is Stephen A. will put out tweets and say stuff like that because, again, it gets to click. If he wakes up, if he wa- if he says if he says I wake up trying to figure out how I can like you know add value to the organization and then get my piece, like that doesn't come off the same way as I want to make my boss his money. That's all intentional. The boy is an entertainer, and he's good at what he does. Now, so you're calling him a sambo. I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying that, you know, whether you think it's good or bad for the culture is one thing, but the one thing that can't be denied is that the he knows how to get the clicks, he knows how to get the views, he's good at what he does. Um, you know, it's just that we saw him start. I remember Stephen A. worked in Philadelphia as a writer when he would really get into the details he's of the a game. Great writer too. Um, yeah, he was a writer, but I mean. That, the writer don't pay twelve million a year. Yeah, that was before entertainment. Yeah, to get into no, that. Twelve million like to write. No. Yo, he was making so, like thirty-eight k. <laughs> Every other year, uh, Skyview in the chat room he called him Archie Bunker A. Smith, and for the wide receivers, um, he said Brent Perriman, Herman Moore, Michael Irvin, and Alvin Harper, Tim Brown, and anybody. Tim Brown and Willie Galt, this coming from a Raiders fan. Uh, Cliff Branch and Belitnikoff, um, those are the names that he added to that list. In the War Room Sports game time, we had a few as well. Casey Mack, he named um, Andre Reed and James Lofton, Duper and Clayton. Duper and Clayton weren't really that good. Um, their name was famous, though. The, the boy they Mark were throwing to Duper? Yeah, they, they, they Yo, called him I, that I, just because like... it rhymed. Mark Duper was not super. <laughs> Yo, they're not only weren't not only weren't they good, the mere fact that people mistake them for being good was all due to Dan Marino. All their accolades <laughs> are owed to Dan. 
I mean, that's that's basically Dev is a huge Dan Marino fan, so that's what he's doing without doing it is like really giving Dan his props. Though. <laughs> I like how speaking speaking of fandom, I like how Casey Mack gonna try to sneak this in the middle of all his different uh different um you know um duos that he's giving out. That Tariq Hill and Kelsey are uh, b- about to be on that list. Yeah, um, Kelsey a tight end. He don't even count. He's not even a wide receiver, B. What we doing? <laughs> he just, he case, what we doing here? Because are we gonna do that? We probably got more names yeah. for a great receiver and a tight exactly. end. Than, put than, put than, Webster, than Webster Slaughter <laughs> and Ozzie Newsom now. <laughs> Word. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got that for days, man. We got we got uh, Tony Gonzalez and Roddy White. <laughs> Was 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 my man? James Thrash and Chad Lewis. And Chad, yeah, Chad Lewis and James Thrash. Like, I mean, we got wide receiver yo, tight end. Yo, Tony Gonzalez, Gonzalez and any wide receiver he played with. <laughs> yo, we do you realize that we've had the privilege and opportunity to watch three football players that had amazing straight line speed but couldn't turn: Herschel Walker, Carell Buckholder, and James Trash. They couldn't. None of them could turn. They could. They just run in one straight direction. It was hipless uh, football players. Bulls running with no hips. All right. So that fast. All right. Before we talk about what happened while y'all was on the grind, we gonna go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide. What's Set up, damn gentlemen? Sons. The sun. Hey. The sun setting or no? What's going on out in the, the, sun in your neck of the world? The, the, the sun is set. The sky is is uh, hazed right now. So you got your uh, you got your finger on the pulse out there. Are the fans out in uh, Phoenix getting a little nervous, or are they just thinking well, like when we go home we good? Well, I was looking forward to the sun winning because B. Austin and Jimmy will be hanging out with the Anglo-Saxon cave women. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, but, <laughs> yeah, I'll be true. BBC. But, yeah, well, here's the problem, right? I love you. I, I gotta give Shannon Sharp credit for one good take. He said, "Hey, I, we don't we, we I, hey Shannon Sharp having a good take is like Haley's comment coming back. Doesn't happen that often." I like. <laughs> yeah. I like I like I like Shannon with the exception of when they talk about LeBron. Yeah, Shannon yeah, only cool. Shannon only have good takes when it gets serious and we're talking about racism. Other than when that, it gets yeah. Serious, yeah. Other but than when that, he, when is he hey, not? When, he talk- when is he not resting LeBron's man meat hey. on his shoulders? Like. Shannon talks good about racism until he comes home with the white one. But anyway, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, Tobias, but seriously, B, like, when it's not, when they're not having a serious conversation about racism, what conversation does he not make about LeBron? They could be talking about anything. Yo, For, yo, you know, yeah, right? yo, and I, you know, yo, I could be wrong disgusting. because it's not like I'm a frequenter of that show, but Every every clip that nah, I see, you're, no, you're, no, they no, you're, talking you're, about, you're correct, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I am a frequenter of. I'm I'm not saying I'm a frequenter of that show, but what I can tell you is we can talk about we can talk about axe swinging, we can talk about trees, and Bo will find a way to relate. That tree right there is the LeBron James of trees. <laughs> He's a ghost, dude. dude. You know. Uh, but, like, he had a point where he was like, Money Williams is going to have to tell Aiden, every minute is on the floor, you on the floor. And, and, that's, and that's the only way because they have no size. So for all the small ball people saying you don't need big men anymore, you see what's happening right now, right? Uh, <laughs> but, 
you know. Because Giannis is a big man. Pause. Hey, hey, Giannis plays like the uh, great wrestler Bob Backley put folks in the crossface chicken wing half the time. That's how he plays basketball. I don't know what he be doing or do the Goldberg spirit. That's how he plays basketball. But but the, but Chris Paul, he he went from looking being the point guy to looking like the point gag last night. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got uh, material today. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely game. he definitely did not uh, swallow. He tried to spit. Paul, the Suns should have won that oh, game yeah. by double digits. Uh, they should have won that game because it, like Aiton does the best job on Giannis until Giannis puts his shoulder in him and goes Earl Campbell, and the refs somehow don't call it. Hey, the refs also missed a call late in the game where Giannis took the foot out, took the ball out, but he didn't take his other foot out out of bounds, and they missed that as well. Um, oh, that happens at least 16 times per game in the NBA. Yeah, and I'm surprised they missed that. But Booker, it's just Booker fouled that man. But this is where a lot of times maturity of players, why young players don't win at first, stuff like that with Booker. Uh, no, with Aiden, we got to live another day with these five. But the Suns role players away from home, like Mikel, Mikel Bridges, fucks away from home. You might as well just put him on the bench. But – like, all these people crowning Chris Paul the champ. I'm pulling for Phoenix because you know in the town, and the Bulls are still mathematically eliminated from the 2022-23 playoffs as well now. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, they can't crown him, especially when Giannis start playing, and it opens things up for everybody else. Because Drew Holiday what about, is another no, Tobias, what about What about Chris Middleton, though? He always <laughs> going to have that game because the man. thing is, yeah, but one Kendrick Perkins is wrong. He ain't Batman. He ain't Robin. He ain't even Nightwing. Uh, he's a good player. <laughs> but he, I, he called him Darkwing. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't Nightwing. Got that's who Rock Dick Grayson turned to. But anyway, uh, the but here's the like the thing with Middleton is that he is who he is, and people try to make he's a good player. He can make an All Star team. But people try to make it like he is what he Giannis should be. No, Giannis is the man on that team. Middleton's a compliment, and, and Middleton's a roller coaster at times. Hey, that roller coaster may be out of commission for a day or two, but it's gonna run another day. Drew Holiday is the reason why the NBA has a max salary problem. They pay B-level guys max dollars. <laughs> you know they got a problem with that. But the Milwaukee Bucks can win this series. Phoenix can't win this series. Phoenix is going to have to play, tell DeAndre Ayton, who's not even 23 years old yet, to take his Pedialyte, and you're going to play every minute with Giannis. That's it. Because he's the only one that, especially they put, they take him out, but the Bucks keep Giannis and Brooke Lopez in. And who do the Suns bring out? Tory Craig. Hey, <laughs> you know. Yo, but, they got the nerve to have Jay Crowder guarding Giannis, man. For who, for why? And, and you know what I would do? Remember what the Bulls did? Remember what the Bulls was doing to Shaq when he was in Orlando? Hey, we got Luke Longley, Bill Winnington. Those guys positively absolutely suck, but they're good fouls. Well, why do you just put Frank Kaminsky on Giannis to get a couple of fouls? You ain't playing them anyway. Just to put them on the line. But the Bucks also got a lot of offensive rebounds the past couple of games. That's what happens when you're the bigger team. 
And P.J. Tucker ain't nothing, but he is getting paid to run and tip the ball. That's all he's good for. But you have – but you got – it's just like no matter how much these analytics, all these metrics say, it's still being the guy who's a bigger team who can rebound. And he got so many second shots. Got like almost 20 more shots than the Suns, I think. And so he get that many extra shots, they're going to go in. And so the Suns got to win game five. I think if they lose game five, they lose in the series. They ain't yeah, winning they, in Milwaukee. Yeah. Anything they – if they lose at home. I mean, it, it, that's – yo, Suns just have to hold serve. I mean, it's easier yep. said than done, but Suns just have to hold serve at home. They Once they lose one at home, I think it might be – might be a wrap because, you know, they haven't been great in Milwaukee. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll and, see, man. And y'all talking about Stephen A, right? They're like, some guy on my page like, well, you're making money. I'm like, yeah, but he's tap dancing. You know, but here's the problem. Here's what you look at. This was between Bill Simmons and Colin Cowherd than Stephen A. Cowherd even started his own uh, podcast network. Bill Simmons on the second. And you remember when Bill Simmons got let go by ESPN because he was talking slick about Roger Goodell? And guess what? Bill Simmons got the ringer, and he's still talking slick about Goodell. What you going to do, call the manager? He owns it. Uh, <laughs> what does Stephen right. A. own? He doesn't own nothing. He's he just he an employee. putting himself in position like those guys for when they, you know, turn on him when the next time one of these apologies don't work and they turn on him then he need to be ready to fall into to, to something like that. Stephen A., on the other hand, though, doesn't have time because they make him earn every penny of that $12 million. Mm-hmm. Like, dude is on TV for every second of, like, the first three quarters of the day, and then he's on call. Like, he's literally yep. come on air before and says, you know, in regular clothes, like, yo, I was eating oh, dinner, and they called me, and this happened, and I ran over to the studio. I'm like, yo. Damn, yo, he's been on a video call literally on his iPhone, and they'll put it, like, on Stephen A's iPhone. I'm like, yo. No, no, no. Hey, no no lie. He's been on air while on the toilet. He's been on air on vacation. I I ain't seen that one. Because I'm not even – what I'm saying isn't hyperbole. No, he was was on the throne. But but the thing about it is, on one hand, it's crazy to see a black man as the face of ESPN because I grew up with, like, Chris Berman being the face and, you know, only having to show his face, like, one, once every quarter, and he still was the highest paid. Chris, Chris so Berman being the face like, and John Jackson being the lips. That was just him. Yo, yo, yo. black yeah, I but you know, nothing, uh, I have nothing to say about that. But what I'm saying is, is on one hand, it's like, yo, a black man being the face of the worldwide leader is crazy. But at the same time, it's like, bro, he earns that shit. They work, yo. He's on every show. Yeah, he does. Yo, like yeah. you got people that make less than him who clown him. Barkley, like, he's working a full wrestler schedule. You make good money, but you're never at home. That would remind me of. But oh, right why do Jackson's lips and gums look like that, man? I'm out. <laughs> Yo, stop, Yo, man. Stop. Y'all drunk, man. It's wrong with y'all. Right. It's wrong with y'all. Even that racist Clay Travis got his own thing. So you can say whatever you want. He got his own stuff. And Stephen A has the money, the fame, where he could start his own podcast. And that where hell, Levitar, Dan Levitar started his own. And took some and, and what's, your, what's your other man all, um, all, who went all, over to Fox News? 
Like he might not have his uh, own thing, but he's comfortable where he can say what he really yeah. wants to say all the time. Mike anyway. Hill? Mike Hill? Nah. Will Kane. Do the no. Fox News. Will Kane. Will, Will Kane. Kane. Will Kane. Yeah. I mean, did you see what Mike Hill? Did you see what Mike Hill said though? Well, Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike Hill be on Fox too. Oh, that, Mike that's Hill said when he was at ESPN. Yeah, he said when he was at ESPN. So he has a couple jobs right now, but Fox is he one Fox of his uh, sports, you know, biggest ones. I'm talking ones. about he your on man. Will he on BNC too, Black no, News Channel. He's, he's, on, he's Fox on Fox News, Sports also. He, just... he got a, he got his own show on Fox Fold too. It's like a pop culture type joint, yeah, and he also he on, got a he um, on Black Fox. Will Kane on um, on Mega Fox. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's on both. He's on no, he's on both. He's on both. They okay. gave him Black Fox and regular Fox. But no, my point is, he made a comment though. He said that. The reason that he left is because... No, but Jim, what I keep trying to tell you, I'm talking about Fox News. Mike Hill ain't on Fox News. Dude is on Mike Fox, where where you go for Trump News and all that kind of stuff. Like, Will Kane did that. Yeah, he... he, Not even sports. He went went all the way. Yeah, he went all the way. He sits in there. (laughs) But the thing... Well, the thing is, ESPN only brought him to try to, like, you know, because they wanted to not be labeled as the liberal conservative space. They wanted to try to bring a different voice. But anyway, the thing is, Mike Hill said, he said the reason he left is because one of the people at ESPN told him straight up and down, like, yo, you too urban to make get any kind of raises to be moved up here. Like, yeah. literally told him that. He no, but said, then he, said, the he time, said the dude actually used the word, too. He yeah. said you're too ghetto, and we already got one of those. Talking about, you already got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and see, ESPN wow. also shows that just because you're in the north and not in the south, and you're supposed to be Democrat, that doesn't mean you ain't racist too. And uh, but you're supposed to use, <clears throat> especially now with the advent of technology, use what your your star power, your brand, your name, have your money right, and you bring people on with you that got their name and stuff like that. And I think Stephen A. played it. He's just an employee. And that's why he gets punked out like that. I mean, they could punk hold, him out like hold, that. It's, 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 two thing, it's two things to that, right? He has to be willing to and want to do that. Some folks mm-hmm. are okay with being high paid without having – because, listen, they, what's his face like he has to on his face? Uh, um, your man Whitlock. Like, oh, yeah, he's he a he star. Could, he couldn't – he tried, though, but he couldn't be. They said he was a terrible boss. He couldn't run a company. Like everybody, so listen. So the fact of the matter is, Stephen A. might know, like, yo, I can't do that. That ain't my skill set. I can just get on TV and entertain, and get my chicken. So I mean, but I get your point though. Like, as long as he, you know, has to be there, he's gonna have to behave a certain way. And if he's okay with that, he's okay with that. And, and Whitlock, for example, I don't think that's a bridge out that he has a napalm. <laughs> him, <laughs> hell, he probably couldn't take me with him, and I'll probably make more money doing that. But Definitely you know, not but, a black bridge. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying, Kawhi, and I know it's the last thing. Uh, the he gonna opt. The crazy part about the NBA, folks are maybe they ain't enough star players. I don't know what it is, but folks are so paralyzed about making someone who tore his knee up so so much a low manager for fitting injuries. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> that if they leave, that you're supposed to be the bad guy. No, if his contract is up, he decides to go elsewhere. It's nobody's fault. <laughs> That's his right to leave. You can do everything in I mean, power, but if he wants to live somewhere else or play somewhere else, so be it. The great thing about Kawhi is 
it don't matter what nobody say because he. I'm about to say, you don't give a shit either way. Any, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's got the cheat code. He really don't care. But mm-hmm. you know, the crazy part about yeah. him is he could have stayed in Toronto for like another year or so, been a god, and still gone to the Clippers for those max dollars. You know yeah. what? Why I don't I care? Realized, I already, <laughs> like we just said, I, think well, I don't we, care. I think we already knew. We already knew Kawhi didn't care. But after this year's playoffs, and I recognized how, just how much he didn't care when uh, when he was still playing, and they asked him, did he see all the talk on you know Twitter about him bouncing back? And my man said, I don't really be on the World Wide Web. And when he said that, I knew he was disconnected <laughs> from reality. Yeah, because he's still calling it the World Wide Web. Like, dang. Yeah, he's really, <laughs> he's really disconnected. The only thing that would have been a worse statement, Jim, if he would have been like, man, I don't even be on the, the, the what, do you, what do you call it, the super highway. <laughs> yeah. The information super highway. I don't even be on that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, well, well, I, was like, I was like, he really he really checked out. He really in his own world. world. Wide web. Hey, I, I know I know you guys got to run for HIC, quick thing. It's funny how one game in NBA Finals just change all these different hot takes and change everything. Chris Paul's great. He sucks. Giannis needs to do this. Now he sucks. He's great. These guys, this guy's the best shooter closer since Michael Jordan. It's like how crazy one game swing things. But the best receiver hey, duo ever. But you also love these guys. <laughs> Freddie Mitchell, Todd Pinkston. Tell me a better receiver duo. It was Ricky Waters come out the backfield with those alligator arms. Hey, tell me Yo, a better trio. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you, man. I know y'all joking, but Freddie Mitchell never got a fair shot because of the quarterback situation. I think he could have carved out a really good career. He had hands, man. God made those hands. Hey, man. Daddy, uh, his mom yeah, and daddy. His, but, his downfall was talking too much. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like in his situation, you probably had to be kind of humble to get another shot, but you can't not get a fair shot because of the quarterback situation and then be out yapping all the time because then people going to uh-huh. go, well, you ain't do nothing to, to, to do this. But I, I ain't mad at that. You know what I mean? I, I think he I, – I don't think he was a bum either. We just can't prove it. It's, it's, it's all about where you go sometimes, guys. That's what it is. Imagine like Jerry Judy last year, top 15 pick. He got stuck with Drew Locke. And not everybody's saying what's wrong with him. You know, it just happens that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, just like Jay like says, it's funny how one verse can F up the game. <laughs> one game. Yo, you just saw my next kinds. bar. I literally was getting oh. ready to say that. I was waiting to say that. <laughs> 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 hey. Eighty yeah. years. Hey, yeah. and remember this. Way more than that. Hey, black people, out, black people out there, remember you can't escape. What going to England won't have you escape from white supremacy, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> all right, peace. <laughs> but nah, that's how it is. Like, yo, Jimmy is like literally my oldest friend because anybody I knew before him, like we ain't friends no more. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we yo, just, we yo, just yo. think alike, yo. Yo, I, yo, I swear on stage, baby Jesus. I was just getting ready to say that. I was like, yo, funny how one verse can make it. Yo, I was just getting ready to say that. You got a 4.0? Better get your change. Hey. All right, what, what happened this week right, while verse. everybody was on the Grizz Nye? Shout out to Lil Scrap. Absolutely, and why you on the Because they back. Yo, we wanted to change the segment name. Why you on the Grizz Nye? 
is brought to you by <laughs> Digital Extreme Technology. Brought you by <laughs> Lil Scrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, wasn't Lil Scrap that was living in like a house of llamas? Wasn't that him, or was that the other one? No, it was, the, it was his cousin, cousin. Young Jack. Yeah, Young Jack. Oh, Jack. Young Jack. Jack? All, Young Jack comes back every season with something new and something crazy. One, you know, Yo, one year was the llamas. One hair. year was the hairdo. Um, now he like the king of Atlanta yeah. radio. Like Jack, he come back like I used to think. Stephon yeah. Marbury used to come back every year in his early years. He used to come back with something new to his game. Something new in the Yo, game. I and I, I can attest, Jack. I can attest that he is the king of Atlanta radio right now. Yeah, that's what, that's yeah, what I hear. The funny thing is, the folks are like, "What are y'all talking about?" But yo, the thing about reality TV that I recognize, some people are actually yo, we not Stephen A. We talk, stuff. we do what we want, and we are not gonna apologize for talking about. I your mean, mama. they gonna if they don't give us twelve, they don't if they don't give us twelve mil. Yo, my thing is, um, <laughs> some folks like really are good at like being I'm a real sorry for being on Love Hip Hop. <laughs> yo, I'm really sorry. <laughs> some people are good at reality. Yo, some people are good at reality, like it's like a, a, a job yeah. or something. Like, yo, I'm good at reality TV. Some people are better than others, man. And, uh, Jock, one of them people. Jock is a, a, yeah, yeah, excellent reality star. Jock, man. Ray like, J. Guns or... Yeah, the, man. Like, yo. The, how about like, the le- the legend, Where's Your Bread? I, I, don't, I don't... So far... Yo, uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like how my... I don't like how my dumb young boy Safari acting so far this season, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. What yo, happened, man? Yo, Safari don't even be seeming. His story not be seeming so fake. So anyway, man, um, digital extreme technologies, man. Listen, if you need a, a website, you know what I mean? Maybe you're a reality star and you just want to set up a site, you know what I mean? Talk about your, your work. Digital extreme technologies. Go to digital extreme Expand your OnlyFans empire. 205-4203. Shout out to only, all the OnlyFans creators out there, man. You know, keep doing your thing. Yeah. Or if you just need, you know, you need something for your anyway, assistant because y'all know everybody on Ratchet Reality TV got an assistant for some reason. They don't be having jobs, but they got yo, an assistant. Yo, yo, my assistant. Yo, yo Cynthia Billy, a.k.a. 50 Cent, be having like four assistants. <laughs> I'm like, why you got so many assistants? Like, what are you doing? Anyway. Yo, by nature um, of the show, the y'all time. are called housewives. My housewives need assistance. F-O-H. Yo, assist me with these dongle. dishes. Yo, I'm real quick. <laughs> definitely, definitely the dongle, so. Yo, um, all of them. Time to talk about what happened while you're on the grid tonight. Uh, yo, FIBA denies. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to get my Stephen A on and have to uh, say sorry. So I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Um, what are you call it? This Nika name, this young lady. Igwamike. Yeah. Um, yep, from the WNBA. She's an amazing talent, and uh, she wanted to play for Nigeria. But uh, FIBA denied that, so you know, uh, you know, I guess well, they say either you playing for the states or. Well, that's the thing because you know I mean? she she's had activity with Team USA. She tried to put her bid in to play for her her native country Nigeria because the USA quote unquote snubbed her from the team this year. She's a former WNBA MVP, um, you know, multiple time All Star, and she didn't make the team. So she basically tried to Hakeem it. And she didn't get picked for the team, yeah. so now she want to go back mm. and play for. So I'm wondering what the Nigerians are thinking. If they telling her FOH, don't try to don't try to get on with us now because last week you were complaining about not making the American team and you know getting snow. No. Now you try and come home. I'm gonna be. Yeah. They told I'm gonna be, be honest. I wonder so, if the salute. Nigerians are telling her FOH. 
She got game to whoop that young lady. Sort of to back that ass up. Shout out to Juvie. Salute. salute. Yeah, that was crazy. Yo, salute to them. But when it comes to WNBA, all I really want to talk about is Tia Cooper. That's it. What about Cambridge? Why? What about Kane? You ain't trying to climb that tree. That's what it is. Nah, she could, she could get um, a takedown. She a cooper. Yo, real quick, man. Real quick, man. Because I, I, yo, I don't think Survive. Magic I don't think City. Survive she can get a timber. Shout out to Timber. Brother. Yo, shout out to my brother Survive. I don't think he recognized this today, yo, but he kind of like scarred my whole childhood, man. Because he made me realize there is a flaw in Hakeem, man. Like, I know. I didn't even realize. I thought Hakeem was like Because Jimmy really did come like on today. to this episode and diss Hakeem. On air, publicly. Yo, because I'm, yo. Like, we, we've yo, never like, said a negative like, thing about I've never, you. we've never done, yeah, that's a but first. you cannot, you What's cannot wrong with sell you? out yo, What's wrong with him? Like you can't sell out yo, I'm What's wrong with him? Because I'm low-key hurt. I never, I never put it together how much of a sellout he is. You got to see the picture, B.O. It's not just that he played for the U.S. Yeah. He got this, this patriotic picture where he look a mess. Where it look like the background like, is a flag that's almost draped over him. Like, yeah. I never realized how much him and him and Pat Ewing like sold the farm, man. Like, but I guess it was a different time, like you know, before the NBA. So why really are you cool. ruining my childhood? Because yours got me. I, I still <laughs> like, yeah, hold him me. as. I, mean, I hold him as the imam. I mean, don't change that for me. I mean, you know, I mean, survived like ruined it. So now I just gotta pass it along. Man, hurt people, hurt people, man. <laughs> anyway, man. This story really is about Hakeem, but it made me think about that man. Oh, and I said, basically, Hakeem has now Hakeem has now been supplanted by Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He's at the top of the argument. Yeah, that's a, that, he's a new. Jamaica does have a national team. Jamaica does have a national team. They don't make nothing. Their best performance was the FIBA Americas Championship, where they beat. Two former world champions in Brazil and Argentina. Other than that, they don't ever qualify for so, that. So Pat Ewing, but put Pat on that team, they probably would have qualified. And Pat ain't man, the only one. There's man, more Jamaican you know, players that have been in the league. I'm making that up, but probably. No, every, <laughs> every cat that came out of Brooklyn probably got some Jamaican in them. Yeah, they, definitely, they definitely run Brooklyn. They, run, they definitely run BK. But, yo, I was um, – Looking at all the players from the Bahamas the other day when I was watching the finals and they was talking about uh you know Aiden being from know. the Bahamas and uh you know he's a, he's the best player from the Bahamas in the history of the Bahamas you know um number two probably be a Michael Thompson who's best known for being Clay's daddy but uh they got two <laughs> number one up. picks anyway but anyway man um so yeah that's what happened with the sister right there man yo Dwayne Haskins man or as Dev calls him Dwayne Askins is uh back in the news. Taking another L. Injured by his <laughs> All he wife. do is take L. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he, he's injured by his wife in Vegas, man. You get any more uh, specifics on what happened with the Yo, I got the details. Yo, now this is the thing. When I saw that he was injured by his wife in a domestic violence dispute, I didn't immediately, you know, go out and be like, all right, do the ban. Because, you know, women, you know, she might have caught him while he was asleep. She might have stabbed him. She might have did something like that. Man, listen to this. She fa- she's facing a domestic violence charge stemming from an alleged assault in a Las Vegas hotel room. Now, they were in Vegas celebrating supposedly to renew their vows. They were waiting to go out that night to a club with a bunch of their friends, and they got into 
uh, an alter, altercation started from an argument. Yo, his wife is accused of punching him in the mouth. He had a split lip, split upper lip, and a missing tooth and suffered other injuries to his mouth that would require dental work to repair his teeth. Listen to this. Now, he tweeted, he said, I appreciate the concern. However, I have all my teeth on his, on his Instagram. But police were called to the hotel room around 2.30 a.m. Like, who called the cops, man? Like, yo, she beating him up. Yo, his wife told the police, you know, what I said. They were there to, to, to celebrate and all that kind of stuff. Yo, it says Haskins said he remembered getting into a fight with his wife but didn't remember getting punched in the mouth. Yo, she knocked him out, too. <laughs> they said in searching Yo, the room, oh. officers found a piece of tooth and blood. Yo, he didn't remember getting punched oh, in the mouth. Yo, she knocked him out. She, 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 his she wife wrecked knocked his him out? Work. She, she wrecked his dental work. And, and somebody called the police because she stole him. Yo, boy, all, all right, he couple things here. A couple things here. He yeah, asking on off, and off the field. Is he married to Layla Ali or no? Like, <laughs> he gotta be. Yo, she punched him in his mouth. Knocked out I mean, his tooth. Yeah, yo, he got to see the side. tooth fairy now. Yeah. Yo, on the flip side, though, if he like if he beats her back up, then then this whole story reads different. So, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a somewhat give him props for like. He you know, not asking to beat her back like, up. But how she just punch you in your mouth and do all that damage? Like. No matter what, the third you, cannot, of, you can't hit her back, but you cannot lose consciousness. <laughs> you got to stay I mean, awake, the, fam. The third, the, the stay third up, King. Stay probably, up, King. I probably shouldn't say this. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, man. I mean, you know, this is a this is a, a man cave, so it is what it is, man. Yo, her yams got to be amazing, y'all. Her yams got to be absolutely amazing. Any woman, any woman that can knock you unconscious, though. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo she got... She mm. got mashed potatoes, dog. She got mac and cheese. She got to. Shout out to my shout out to my girl. What's my girl from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? The crazy one. The real crazy one. Oh my God. Uh uh what's that? Used to be with, Yo, with the, 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 boy, the other boy scrap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. You know what I'm Yo, talking Tommy. about. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Crazy one. Tommy probably throw it on yeah, you. Yeah, definitely got that. And then throw some combinations at you. So yeah, I, I agree with that. She knocking out teeth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Knocked, but, but you got to stay up, Kane. So anyway, you got to stay up. <laughs> Don't lose consciousness. Yo, speaking speaking of speaking of arrested, and I just saw I just saw Phil let us know that he's out now. But your guy Richard Sherman got arrested as well, man. Um, free agent Richard Sherman. So maybe somebody said they try to bring the price down, so they like send the send the fuzz on him. But I'm about to say they're either gonna bring the price down or he he gonna have trouble finding a new team. But. Yeah, it's say he he basically he had a domestic violence component to his charge. Um also resisting arrest, malicious mischief. Um they said he sustained minor laceration to his lower leg and ankle, which was treated at a hospital. Um he was denied bail because he was at his wife's parents' house going crazy. Um he got a charge for uh, damaging their front door. Like, I don't know what any of this was about. The details are cloudy, but he's finally been released from jail. Uh, I saw that come across the wire, and Phil told us as well. Shout out to uh, Phil Matic. Um, yo, what's up with the Rich? I mean, 
I, I hear a lot of people out there, you know, don't bang with their in-laws like that, but you don't ruin your whole life about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> they, they said he had possible misdemeanor DUI and hit and run charges related to a separate incident the same day. So Richard Sermon, for some reason, might have been wilding out all day. So we got to get some, some yeah, details on like, what happened here. It like either he was on a mad binge or he had woman issues. Yeah, because they said he's on suspicion of burglary, domestic violence, um, like you said, resistant arrest, malicious mischief, and then the stuff from earlier in the day, the misdemeanor DUI and the hit and run charges. So he definitely gone through something. So shout out to Sherman, too, especially until we know all the details on this, man. Brother, whatever's going on in your life, we hope you get it together. Now, you know what's crazy? I sit back and think about, like, the Legion of Boom. And how how Pete Carroll not wanting to run the ball and let the African man be the MVP broke that whole team up. But they they could have definitely like and I, and I just remember like you know how he fit in with he fit in so perfect with that squad and what they had was special when they ruined it all because of white supremacy. That's all. <laughs> I feel you. No, but think you. about it. After that after that play, they broke the whole squad up. They was like, now we just going to throw the ball downfield with a uh, you know what I'm saying Sierra husband every play and like you know but they broke that whole squad yeah. up. I was just looking for this. That's all. <clears throat> I was stalling. <laughs> all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, anyway, the, man, before we get out of here, all right, this date in sports history is brought to you by the greatest sports book ever written. And if you have never read it, if you have never bought it, make sure you go to warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com to buy your copy of sports. Slow it down because that's an acronym. You know how to spell sports? All right. Smart people only read the sports. Written by War Room Sports on Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, make sure you get this book. It'll give you a whole different outlook on a lot of the things that you probably look at, argue about, and think about in sports every day. Whole different perspective. <laughs> whole much, I mean, whole uh, whole logical perspective in comparison to what we see every day. Make sure you get your copy. Sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Don't miss this movement. All right. This date in sports history, July 15th, 2013, 18 people are killed and 47 people are injured in a riot following a boxing match in Indonesia. Yo, have y'all ever heard of this? I don't know who was boxing. I don't know. All I know is they probably were of, like, different either racial backgrounds or religious backgrounds because that's the only thing that causes this kind of stuff. I always tell y'all in, like, 2007, I was in Vegas at a Pacquiao-Barrera fight, and I thought there was going to be a riot there between the Filipinos and the Mexicans. So I understand if this happened, this had to be either different racial groups or a different religious group. But I've never heard of this. I don't even know who the boxers were in this whole thing. Um, I meant to look it up. I'm totally unprepared. That's funny how that's what happened this day. It's funny how history. like um, it's funny how in boxing how like like racism and race plays such a major role in like the promotion of boxing. Like I had someone point out to me the other day they were talking about like Floyd. They were like Floyd made the money he made because he fought so many Mexicans. <laughs> it was like if you look if you look at like everyone he's fought and his, his purses, is a lot of times he was able to capitalize off of the fact that, you know, that's so boxing be like race wars, yo. I mean, 
De La Hoya was definitely his first big, 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 big payday. <laughs> and you know, after that, and he and he came out, he came out to that that fight with a sombrero on. He was being real disrespectful, and it worked out for him. Yeah, man, he played that up. Played that yeah. up. Got that chicken. Anyway, man, we about to get out of here, man. Yeah, I mean, going go to that chicken, man. But anyway, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody who uh, chimed in through the chats and social media. Shout out to everybody who called and we got to. Those who couldn't get to, we apologize. But, you know, we got to get out of here. You did. Listen, everything that we do, everything that we do can be found at the hub, and that hub is warroomsports.com. You can check all of our social media there, all of our content. Listen, enjoy the NBA Finals. Uh, before we come back next week, it'll probably only be one game played because that's what they're doing. They out here drawing, but it is what it is. <laughs> Or it'll just be halftime of that game. Yeah, it'll probably be halftime. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe somebody wins the next two games, man. Maybe one of these teams get their candle blown out, get their TV turned off. But we shall see, man. Nonetheless, <laughs> man, make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or right back at that hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world. Get ignorant. And we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.